0: Hello, I'm Charlotte Watts. Welcome to these podcasts that were first broadcast live in my Facebook group, Charlotte Watts Calm. Hope you enjoy them, and if you want more, please look at my website, charlottewattshealth.com. Welcome to this live session on true comfort food and I want to just really tune into that word true there Uh, and that's what speaks to our true nature, our essence nature, that which down at our belly really connects with us and really gives a true sense of comfort. So let's just define comfort there as well. Comfort is not something that numbs or mollifies us, that gives us a kind of a a quick fix numbing stops us feeling which is what many of our comforting actions comforting habits do anything that's like a negative coping pattern for instance an excessive behavior so anything like uh, anything of an addictive nature or anything like shopping or tv or sugar things that really just mollify us and that can also apply to excessive exercise or overly kind of pushing or punitive forms of anything like yoga or anything that we really attach to and we use to take us out of our experience. So it's numbing. Now comfort is not the same as being numbed and comfort comes with a sense of satisfaction, a sense of safe and a sense of grounding, being earthed being able to feel your presence in your body and having the safety of knowing where you are. So when we have this cutoff between body and mind and our our mind cannot register where we are, we have a panic. There is an inherent sense of not safe about the body. So comfort is something that doesn't numb, it's not a switch off, but it's something that gives us a sense of satisfaction, of enough deep down in the belly. Now, it's really pertinent to answer a question here from Jonathan Nally, who who sent in this question, does true equate to healthy? And that's a very interesting question to place in the context here of that safety. Because when it comes to nutrition and food, satisfaction can be very much about what we need in terms of the macronutrients what our brain registers as satisfaction which is definitely enough dense protein and fat particularly in colder weathers or or colder countries for instance but evolution and survival is not set to register a sense of healthy or unhealthy and that's because in the wild that that just simply wouldn't be relevant the way we evolved the way our body mechanisms and systems evolved wasn't to have to make the choice between healthy or unhealthy unhealthy choices weren't just weren't around they're a human construct which is why the body receiving them is so confusing to dna it's why we kind of um, have these heightened responses why refined sugar creates this beta endorphin rush because apart from honey and and fruit in nature we just wouldn't get that level of sugar Um, both honey and fruit, neither of those are single sugars. They they take a while to break down in the blood system. And if in the wild you found some honey, that would be within a hive, you'd probably eat it all at once and you might have a a sugar surge. So in the wild, if you found a hive, a source of honey, you, you would probably eat it all at once if you could do the work to get past the bees. So you would have a sugar surge, but that would be quite an unusual occurrence for you and your body would deal with it. Um, it wouldn't be kind of layering that on to other healthy habits either. You wouldn't have the kind of sedentary and psychosocial stress of the modern world. It's a very different context. So to have the kind of sugary snacks that we eat and the things that we numb ourselves with in modern life is a new occurrence to the body and creates a whole new set of coping mechanisms and a flood of beta endorphins and a flood of opioids that are not in ways that our body was designed. So the comfort from things, for instance, like sugary snacks or something that particularly includes sugar and saturated fat like pastries, croissants, cakes, Those are the things that we can get very used to getting a high from, a dopamine reward from, but ultimately they don't connect any loops of satisfaction. They do in the short term, but not that sense of long-term comfort and long-term satisfaction. So true comfort food, as I'm defining here, really means that which does sustain us, it stains us in terms of energy and mood and therefore things like sleep and our ability for hormonal nervous system regulation, but it doesn't steal from us. So there's a sense of support, a sense of registering satisfaction, and not necessarily because it ticks our boxes in what we deem healthy, but it creates things like um, fats and proteins entering the stomach will give CCK, the satisfaction of fats and proteins entering the stomach, giving us a real and true sense of satisfaction, real, true, and sense of comfort by registering that we've had enough, we go get what we need from the gut to the brain axis and that's a real sense of true comfort and it's a real sense of health in the fact that not that our body has any sense of long-term health Uh, that's just not what propagates the species we get a lot of reward for things that propagate the species so that will be instantaneous energy as well as things like laughing and group activities and any cohesion with the tribe But long term, that idea of health doesn't necessarily register, but we have that sense of immediate health and satisfaction within the stomach and feeding back to the brain. And if we can really have a connection with how we eat, sitting down to mindfully eat and chewing and having that connection between the mouth and the belly, that is a reality we then get that also get that sense of true satisfaction true comfort a sense of registering that we know and we are present and grounded with what we put into our body a sense of acknowledgement of nourishment and what we receive an acknowledgement of something having dropped and able to be digested absorbed and ultimately eliminated so that true comfort also comes from going through the full cycle of letting go of that which we do not need so true foods that really comfort can be things like um warming foods so bowls of soup are how we would have sat with the tribe they're foods that we've eaten long term humans have been cooking for about two hundred and ninety thousand years And a bowl has been shown to really, a pottery, which had been used in ceremonial ways um, long before we were even kind of using it to cook, have been shown to give us feelings of satisfaction, relief, feelings of loneliness, and feelings of group cohesion. So anything we have that has that kind of sense of being able to hold something is this Gesture in uh, yoga, opening the hands like a bowl, is the opening of the heart, like the opening of of a lotus flower. And we have that from that holding and that connecting that circle around our heart and down into our belly. So the ways that we receive food can also be very comforting. And if you enjoy eating with others and have the opportunity to do so, then that eating in a group setting, that really taking our time, chatting. Naturally sitting down and having that tribal connection really helps us to get that sense of comfort. So, for us, if we can find the healthiest foods, and it might not be completely healthy, but it might be our version. So, for instance, I have a healthy version of beans on toast, which is rye sourdough and a very particular healthy brand of beans, baked beans we have here in the UK called Whole Earth with grated cheese on top, that is one of my just ultimate comfort foods. And it's not totally unhealthy by any stretch of the imagination, but it really does it for me. And therefore it's helpful. It's helpful to have that rather than something else that's very kind of knee-jerk, like white bread or, you know, moving to pastries or biscuits or something along those lines. And a question, another question from Jonathan, who's been very helpful in this subject, is can too much of a good thing be just as bad and that's quite interesting when we get into a kind of healthy groove with what the foods that we find comforting and then we can end up having often the same foods over and over again and the comfort in that can be the ease of convenience and knowing where we get stuff from and just having our habits and our routines and within modern life um, that can actually be very restricting in terms of diet So habit, having the same things over and over again, actually change the way that we are evolved and the relationship we have with nature, which was we would change what we eat with the seasons, we'd have a huge amount of variety, and we'd only be able to have what was available to us at any given time. So the, the facts that sometimes comfort food and even the kind of healthy versions of comfort food that we get into in terms of habit can be restrictive. So it can be that we're just having the same nutrients, the same things over and over again. And that also gives us the potential for intolerance if we're just presenting the same parts of food, particularly if we don't digest well, that can be partially digested particles of food if we're just presenting those to the bloodstream if they if they happen to get through the gut wall just partially undigested then that can be the place of intolerance that can be a root of intolerance so we want to be changing our diet as much as possible so yes we might have something that we really, really rely on in terms of comfort food but during those times of stress if we just end up having the same thing over and over again then it's time to just kind of switch up and at least have some different options and some variety So the overview for this is really to yes find what is comforting and that might be some compromise between very healthy um, and completely unhealthy and then we really enjoy it uh, really um, relax into that sense of comfort that that gives but really learning to recognise what is comforting what feels a sense of deep satisfaction a sense of grounding and a sense of presence and a sense of ah thank you and. calming for the nervous system and the difference between that and something that mollifies or numbs and switches off feeling and might even ultimately make us feel a bit a bit jangly so sometimes we can um, confuse comforting with being distracted Having jangly, and particularly if if agitation from us comes from being fatigued and panicked about not getting things done, then we can we can feel comforted by a bit of agitation. So we just need to watch our own patterns and what we really need to feel grounded.